0: Welcome to Align Your Practice, an exploration of the seamless relationship between the business of chiropractic and the future of natural healthcare. Join us as we engage with an array of talent from seasoned experts to passionate new entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Esposito. Welcome to the Align Your Practice podcast. This is Dr. Joe Esposito. Today, we're going to talk about how self-reflection Looking inward will help you build a massive, massive enterprise practice. We're here with my good friend, Dr. Joe Clarino, to discuss this topic. Joe, how are you doing?
1: Hey, thanks for having me again. This is great.
0: So, yeah, this is a topic that you chose to uh, to bring up, and I think it's it could be one of the most uh, hit-you-between-the-eyes podcasts we've done because it's about the individual. We've talked systems we talked leadership, we've talked marketing and growth, and this is more like, you know, right between the eyes, uh, self-reflection. So give me your scoop on kicking this, uh, kicking the topic off.
1: Well, you know, um, you know, I, I had this disease for a long time. <laughs> I'll call it <laughs> disease. And I, I call it the comparative disease, right? So I compared myself to everybody and everything, especially other chiropractors. So I go to conferences, I was a big DE doctor for years. Um, I had coaching with other coaching groups in the beginning. And I would look at someone that I felt felt that I had more talent, better communication skills, whatever, right, a better location. And they were doing four or five times the volume I was doing. uh, um, And I couldn't understand it. And so I spent so much of my time looking at what they were doing and not paying attention to what I was doing. And then what was, what wasn't I doing properly or right? And when I started making those comparisons, I lived in that comparison and all I did was started beating myself up every single day because we would get together and be like, Oh, how many new patients you got? I got, I got 46 new patients. I was like, I got four. Like, I, why do I not getting? And then I just kept snowballing into the point where, I wanted to get out of this profession really bad, like, like begged my wife, let me out. I don't want to be a chiropractor anymore. I don't like it. It's not fun. I don't see the value in this, like it sucks. I'm not good at it. And um, she just kept telling me, you're not leaving me like you're not leaving me and you're not letting go of this. You're too good. You just got to find your way. And I'm like, but I can't find my way. You don't understand. And I would just be pissed off. And uh, it, it took me a long time and her with a lot of patience to make me understand that the fight wasn't against them. The fight was within me. And whew, once you realize that, it becomes extremely powerful. Right? Because the reality is, is that we all have a fight inside of us. Every single one. Everybody, your teams do, your spouses do, your kids do. Everybody does. And when you can identify it early on and understand the fight, recognize it, and know what you're fighting and why you're fighting it, then, then, and only then do I think you become a great leader and you start to help other people become great leaders. Is because you're answering your own problems, and uh, that's that was really the the short of my you know, my story.
0: Well, it's interesting because the reason I wanted you to come on is because I've seen your leadership change like on a 180 in two years. So I've known you, we we grew up in the same area, have the same culture, and I was watching the way, in adverse situations, the way you handled like, uh uh-oh. And you bring such wisdom that, not that you didn't have wisdom, but you brought the wisdom. At the moment of the adversity the conflict that would normally create a crisis i expect a crisis communication a, a conflict and you were not only like average like you became like a sage in your ability to navigate i couldn't even navigate it that way because it was so emotionally intelligent um and you asked questions. You were patient, and it was like I don't understand. So I'm, I appreciate the story because I know you're reading a lot of books with your team. I know you're maturing your leadership. So I'm thinking it's an academic thing, something you learned. I'm thinking maybe it's uh, you know it's just experience, but really it's the fact that you shifted your consciousness, the way you processed, and knew it was coming from inside. And, it, and to my, my, uh, my journey and a lot of the speaking I've done on this podcast is, I think a lot of us are caught in victimhood. Like it's all, everything else is fault but mine. And I gotta fix this thing. So I'm gonna dive in and it's, I'm a victim. And a victim, once you're a victim, you're taking, you can't get ownership when you're victim. That's the issue guys, is you can't be empowered if you're victim it means you don't have control to change. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with everything outside. You actually hand off ownership. As soon as you become a victim and said, well, he, well, she, the economy, the president, you can't even change it because you disempowered yourself. So I think if we get out of victimhood, we take ownership, and what you did was actually say, I'm not competing with anyone. I'm competing with myself. And that changed everything. Now, the books helped, but it was the consciousness, right? The, the belief system, I guess, is what made the giant movement that I've seen in you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the academic side of it makes your brain try to wrap around something that you don't understand. Right. So like, hey, this is how you do a new patient. This is how you do a report. Like academically, you don't know how to do that. We teach you how to do that properly. Right. And now you have to get the emotional experience behind that to have the connection with the person to help lead them on the way to so they understand what it takes to have great health. Right. Like, that's the academic is the is the is the is the is the. Uh, the step stool to the next step, right? It's the allowability to go there. So that's what academic did for me, right? But it's also conversations with people like you and, you know, all our other friends that we go to that, you know, you start to look at people and you understand how they act. And there's a sense of emulation that has to happen in a sense. That's I'm trying to be them. But there's certain things that great leaders and great successful people do. And there's things that they don't do. And when you start to look at those things, like at some point you have to say, well, those 10 people are doing that and they're not doing that and they're all very successful, then you have to say, well, I am not doing those things and I'm not acting that way or I'm not saying those things or I'm not thinking that way. And you have to challenge your own beliefs. Like we did the last podcast about Next Generation. Like it's simple to look and say, well, I am not doing those things and I'm not acting that way. Yet I want those outcomes. Wait a minute. Can they exist? Like, I want the outcomes, but I don't do those things. Like, no, they don't. They can't, you, have, you can't have, you got to have them together. You got to act that way to have the outcomes. It's just that simple.
0: I love the phrase success leaves clues. And I know our friend Steven talks about that a lot. As success leaves clues. Just look at the success and look at the clues that are given to you. And, I, and we're, we talked about two things. One is competing with people. And that's where you're like trying to see what things they're doing and instead instead of competing with those successful people that you're around is now you're just studying their mindset, how they're thinking and acting and leading and saying, how can I change my mindset to be more like that versus what ad or what, right? It's different from features yeah. versus what, how are they operating, right? They're operating differently than I'm operating. They got that success. It wasn't the flyer, what you and I thought of in the beginning of Prax, right? It's the flyer. It's the... Marketing. That's it's my paperwork, that, right?
1: That's I changed my new patient right? paperwork about a hundred times because I thought <laughs> it was my new patient paperwork. Legitimately, I did. Like I'm not you kidding. I, I still have all the files from then. Like That's I had a hundred patient files. Yeah, because I thought it was the paperwork, and it had nothing to do with the paperwork. I thought if I gave people a cheaper deal, that it made them want to accept my care more. Total opposite. Right now I do the 180 of it. Now I charge so much. That I don't I, I try to scare you out of my office. It's weird. It's like the opposite. Right. Because it's such a different mindset in it. Um, and it's almost and it's not it's not arrogant. I think it's a bad word around it. I think the word is probably more certain, like 25 years of being in the trenches, seeing literally hundreds of thousands of adjustments over my career. Like you think at some point in time, I know what I know what I know. Not to the point where I'm I'm ignorant to not knowing something new. That's not what I'm saying. But there are, like, after a while, you see what you see and you know what you know. And, like, when someone comes in and they don't know that I know that, they came to me and it's my job, my job as a doctor, to lead them to the place that they don't know. That's the difference. And we're so afraid to step into that space. We're so afraid to lead them. We're so afraid to stand up for what we believe and know is true. And for the young doctors, they're so afraid because they don't know what I know. They don't see what we see. They don't know what we've experienced. And I beg them, I I beg them to stand on our shoulders to understand that what I'm telling you is real and true, that this thing called chiropractic has incredible results and it gets people well. And then I always say people in our office are better than people not in our office, right? And healthier than not in our office. It's on my front wall when you walk in the door. Because I believe that not like to my core, viscerally, that if you walk in my door, you are going to get dipped in something today that you're not going to get out there. And if I can help lead you day in and day out, the time you come in, whether it's three minutes or 15 minutes here in my office, whether my team's pouring into you, I'm pouring into one of our associates is pouring into you, you're getting dipped in something that the world's not telling you is true. And I take ownership to that. And because of that, I'm not going to let you leave there without hearing the truth, knowing the truth, and understanding what I can give you. Sometimes they're so confused in their own ways, money, time, whatever it is, that they don't understand that if they go on the other side of it, they're they're rewarded for it. And they'll see the other side of it. And that's why I, I believe that you have to get people in your office for a period of time so that you can show them promised land. And once you show them the promised land, they stay. It's just that simple. And that is true leadership.
0: And, and that's your change to studying your beliefs first, studying your competition, right? Is looking at what yes. do we believe. When you put that, you didn't have that sign up before. When you put that sign up, it changed the way you behave. It changed the way you, the tone of your voice, the conviction, your amplitude, your nonverbals, right? Your energetic connection with people was like, I truly believe people are healthier in my office. That changes the entire office. So, If you're listening to this and you're in victimhood where you're blaming your consultant, you're blaming your staff, you're blaming your forms and your marketing, you're blaming everything around you. You take no ownership. I would start with your belief systems. What do you truly deep down believe? And it may not be what Joe believes or I believe, but what do you believe that you could stand behind and get your team to follow that belief? But that's a big thing for you, Joe, is your team doesn't think differently. They don't have their... It's the belief system of that office. Everyone holds true to that statement that they believe. Everyone, people are healthier in that place than outside of. Everyone on that team believes that, and that carries a culture, right? It's changing a culture versus trying to change the forms or chase the competition. Is what's our culture? What is our belief system? I think that's part of what you're saying in, uh, you know, in the message for this podcast.
1: Well, it's funny. The ones that I was chasing often their mission was very different than my mission.
0: And I didn't realize
1: that. Like I realized, wow, what they want is different than what I want. I just didn't know what I wanted. And once I defined that, and once I started owning that, and once I started putting it on paper and letting that really resonate with me and sit down with me, and then I did this thing called core values that we talk about all the time. And I started looking at my values, like really what's important to me? What's, what's something that I really want to like hold, hold dear to my heart? Like what is that? Like, you know. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then once I started pouring that across my teams and I learned their values and what was important to them, and did they share my vision? They don't have to own my vision, but to share my vision. And once they started realizing they shared my vision, I was like, wow, we actually we actually have something here because you know they're getting they're getting in line. They're like, Yeah, let's let's go conquer the world. So it no longer became me focusing on someone else's mission. It became what is my mission and where are we going forward? So it's like when you play a sport, like if you're if you're worried about what they're doing on offense, well, they just ran by you. Because <laughs> you're you're looking you're looking over here and they ran by you and you're like, whoa, what happened? And they're trying touchdown or whatever. And so you're missing it because you're frozen in the moment for being active in what you're doing. And I think your mission and your values and when you pour that over your teams becomes a very, very different effect on how you how your practice works. That's huge. That's huge
0: because from dealing with chasing a competitor to refining your beliefs and then getting your team to unify their beliefs. So now it's our belief. That's that transfer of leadership. I think is when it's not just Joe's belief, but it's, it's now our team's belief. Then you can build leaders inside of the unified mission. Very different than carrying your team on your back uh, all the time. It's like my mission, right? It's different in your office. I know everyone is on the same mission and that, that, to me, that's huge because then you're dragging your dictator. The energy's high when your energy's high. The energy is low when your energy's low, versus you walk in having a bad day and your team lifts you up. It's just a different right. level of a, you know, a belief system for a team. And that takes maturity, it takes time. First you gotta learn the system. It takes time. Then you gotta be a good leader. Yes. Then you gotta build leadership, right? I mean, that's so don't knock yourself if you're not there yet. It's where are you at right now? Like we were talking on the last podcast, what's the next iteration yourself? You should quantify that, what you're looking to accomplish in the next year, right? When you're doing your strategy session is, I yes. want to become X personally. You got to put the stake in the ground of where you're trying to go. And then you can figure out the solutions and the answers, I think.
1: You know, and I also think too, like you said, it takes time. And, and I think it's something that just double down on There is like, I had a team member come in and You know, very analytical, very detailed, um, came from a long history of management, um, never been around chiropractic. But she has the same core beliefs that we do. And I was like, ooh, I can teach mechanics. I can't teach beliefs. Big difference. So, one, you got to hire the people that align with you. That's really important, right? And you got to, and I believe also that the people you hang out with are a reflection of your beliefs. You hang out with people that don't believe what you do, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, your beliefs ain't that strong. You know, my circle is big, but it's big around the globe. You know, like my local circle, small because my beliefs are high. And if you don't align with them, I don't hang out with you. It's just that simple. It's just that easy. So it changes it. But my team member comes in and we hire her, and it took her eight months of every huddle going. Oh, Mrs. Jones was an eight out of 10. Now she's a one out of 10. She's improving. Her life's done this. She started jogging again. She's met three of her goals. And every, every huddle was like, wow. And then we did the next person. Wow. The next person. Wow. <laughs> eight months of this. Eight months, day in and day out. Eight months. So finally, one day I said, hey, do you actually understand and believe what we're doing here? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, for the last eight months, you've given me nothing but wows. <laughs> at what point are you just going to let go and realize that this, is, this thing works? And I gave her eight months to get that. Eight months I gave her. And she said, you know what? You're right. That was it. When I say light bulb, light bulb. I put her at the front now. She will not let them go. Like grabs them down. Like, no, you're... COVID, you're coming in to get it just like, like we'll not let them go. She's like, you don't know what I've seen here. You have to come in here. Like, and she owns it. But I gave her the space to get it. Where often we shove it down their throats and think that they're going to swallow this thing called chiropractic that we love and adore and that they're all going to get it and it's going to have this epiphany of ideas. And the reality of it is, is they don't, Right. And you just give them time to mature inside that. And I gave her eight months. And I finally was like, now it's time. Now it's time to draw the line. And boom, she made a shift. And I got to tell you, it's it's extremely powerful to watch someone go through that change. That's leadership.
0: That's interesting. And that now, do that. from
1: that birth, she's a great leader, right? She's an incredible leader. She birthed into that leadership.
0: That's what we're talking about. Sorry, what were you going to say? Is that, the gentle, is that the woman with the uh, the vaccine uh, concerns yes. she had? Yeah. So she already yes. had a belief of self-healing. I mean, she yes. had respect for herself. She doesn't follow rules. She follows her own integrity and what she believes for herself. Like, she was there. That's it. Well, it's funny. She's a, a hardcore rule follower. Hardcore.
1: Like, hardcore. Like, stand on the leg, bark like a dog, she'll do it. Like, hardcore. But... But there's a belief that, you know what, that this body is a self-healing organism and has the ability to do so, and that does not need anything to interfere with it. And I'm giving you our words, but that's essentially what her belief was, right? And so I, when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, I can't teach that. No matter what I say, it's either in you or it's not, right? And it's just, it was in her. And I was like, man, everything else we can teach but I had to show her the path. I had to show her what it was about. I had to let her taste it every day. I had to just titrate it, understand that what we did and she saw it and she filled her cup up and I knew when the cup was full, then I could be like, hey, what are, you, are you gonna drink it or not? And she was like, I'm drinking it. But that's where you have to step back where if you're young and new, so often we wanna run to the gun and get it done. And I think sometimes being great leaders is just letting things mature. And other times it's being, you know, being active and pushing things, right? So you got to know when that throttle is. You got to know when that how that is. And it's not always a no; it's a gut. I think I listen to my gut a lot more now than I've ever had. When I was a young kid, I listened to my gut all the time, all the time. And I tell you, it never steered me wrong. And for years, I got away from it. I don't know why I lost my gut. I lost my mojo, and I got back to my gut again. And now I got my gut back. I just know when it's right. I know. Well, when I think it's, it's good. when
0: you when you started just chasing others and find out what they're doing you didn't have your own gut you're like oh they're doing this so we have to do this you're There now you're behind your own belief system and it's like my heart means something so if if you're if you listen to this whole podcast i think the lesson i'm taking away is that if you are that person a competitive uh assessment of everything around you instead of focusing all that energy of com- of comparing yourself all of that energy and put it into how you can better yourself and what what Joe's saying is he created that belief system he even put it on the wall so everyone believes it then he nurtured the group so the conviction of the mission was so unified the certainty was there and he just explained the story of that one staff member who finally got it if he were to put all his energy into competing or comparing to somebody else he wouldn't have seen that staff he wouldn't have created that 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 belief system that was so strong that now you don't even have to carry that belief. Your team is carrying it for you. And that's that takes time. So hopefully you got some good awareness uh, on your own through this uh, podcast. That's a great story, Joe. I really love that.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me again, man.
0: You're welcome. Awesome. Now, that finished another podcast episode. Hope you guys learned something to take away this time. and We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Align Life Chiropractic and Natural Health Centers. If you're interested in creating your dream practice or want to know more about Align Life, go to alignlifepodcast.com.